Regular listeners of this show know that when I get to the end of the week, I normally take care of some unfinished business. Well, this week, I have a mountain of it. I had business that was supposed to cover a couple of shows, and due to things that I was doing, I didn't get over to doing them. So, we're going to cover both of them, plus give you a positive update on the coronavirus over the course of this edition of the podcast. Going to start with five things you didn't know about a local fashion designer. We'll go from there into the story about a national meatball day that took place. And then, oh yeah, the virus will come into play too. We'll get everything underway on the other side of this break. Whenever you're on Facebook, I invite you to stop by my New Directions podcast page there. It's the New Directions podcast at RKC70. And I have details on certain stories that I have covered on the show, some that I will be covering in the future, and some that, who knows, may not have even come up yet. There are some folks that are on that show, on that page, that is, that I've been following too. So please check all of this out. It's the New Directions Podcast at RKC70. Available on Facebook. Next time you're there, check it out. There's a local area, fashion designer. excuse me, that has made a name for herself here in Kansas City. And I'd like for you to get a chance to get to know her. In Kansas City Magazine recently put an interview together with, with her and I'm in the process of getting to that spot on my Facebook page right now, on my New Directions Facebook page. Just a second here. We got it. They did an article in Kansas City. Did It's a feature article I believe they have every month. Which is under the heading of... It was one month ago. Okay. Five things you don't know about me. Fashion designer Whitney Manning. Michael Mackey did this. And this is the way it read. Fashion and textile designer Whitney Manning creates designs that turn heads. And that's probably because she has an affinity using eye-catchingly bright colors. The local fashionista will be showing off her latest line, and she already did, in fact, at American Craft Atlanta 2020 in March. Her first time exhibiting in the region and with the American Craft Council. American Craft is a yearly retail and wholesale event featuring handcrafted work from more than 250 diverse artists around North America. She's called her collection Polychrome and the Band of Bloom, which is inspired by 1970s interiors, the mix of personas featured in girl groups, and electric color, she says. Each garment is designed with high visual impact and maximum wearability in mind. You heard it here first. 
We caught up with the designing diva to find out five things you didn't know, don't know rather, about her. Number five, unlike Patrick Mahomes, she hates ketchup. It's pretty weird, but I love eating my fries and potato chips with mustard. Okay, how about your hot dogs? Okay. Number four, I used to live, she used to live in Phoenix, Arizona. My family, I'm quoting from her, my family and I lived in Phoenix after my freshman year in high school until I graduated. I originally hated it, but it was pretty cool to have a chance to restart and discover a new city. There was always something going on there, and it being 70 degrees in November while my KC family was stuck in the snow was pretty great. I went to a visual and performing arts high school there, and that's where I learned more about fashion. Number three, she says she collects Barbies. Barbie was my first client. I started collecting around age seven when my parents would get me the holiday Barbie of the year. For me, Barbie was time for imagination. I would make dresses out of old hair ribbons, make houses out of old shoe boxes, and put braids in their hair. I spent like two days putting micro braids in my 1998 Olympics Barbie. I still buy Barbies now. I love their new, more inclusive and diverse dolls that they have now. Honestly, if Mattel ever wanted to hire me, I'm there. Number two, she was really close to going to school for journalism instead of art. She said, I took every creative writing class I could and would submit my writing to different contests. If we were assigned research papers, I was up for the challenge. I used to write for a local teen magazine in Phoenix and had opportunities to help style photo shoots and interviewed Miss Arizona 2007 for a cover story. I keep that passion going with my blog. And this one I didn't know. At the top of the list, Whitney Manny is named after Whitney Houston and Mariah Carey. She said, my mama is a Whitney Houston fanatic and the love of her music was passed on to me. I know pretty much every album of hers and The Bodyguard is considered a classic for us. My middle name is Mariah, as in Mariah Carey. I remember one of the first cassette tapes I owned was Dream Lover. Once people would figure out my name combo, the first question I get asked is if I sing. Answer, I do not. I'm just named after two legends. And there were five things you didn't know about Whitney Manning. Recently, there was a national meatball day as recent as, again, a month ago. This is an old school recipe to celebrate National Meatball Day. Michael Mackey wrote this particular article also for In Kansas City Magazine. Anthony's Restaurant and Lounge has been serving up award-winning Italian fare for over 40 years. Famous for their old-school Italian dishes, some of the recipes they use were handed down by Anthony's grandmother, and they're still prepared to her tried-and-true specifications to this day. In honor of National Meatball Day, we figured there was no better place in the metro to get a legit meatball recipe than Anthony's. Turns out we chose wisely. 
This was my great-grandmother's recipe, who used to cook in the kitchen in the early years of the restaurant, says Anthony's owner Vito Spino. Like everything else in our kitchen, the meatballs are made with love. Back when my great-grandmother was in the kitchen, my pregnant mother was waiting tables. My 20-something-year-old father was cooking, waiting, bartending, and doing whatever else needed to be done, and my grandfather was outside in the parking lot valeting cars. Are our meatballs great? Absolutely. They are fantastic, but the real story behind our meatballs in this restaurant is my absolutely in this restaurant is my is my absolutely amazing family who put their blood, sweat, tears and hearts into this place. Now here's a recipe for those meatballs. 10 pounds ground beef, 4 cups breadcrumbs, one cup fresh parsley, chopped, a quarter cup of black pepper, ten cups of grated Parmesan cheese, two cups of garlic, twenty-five eggs, and finally three cups of water. Your directions are the following. Mix well, roll into balls, the size of your liking. Deep fry in pan or bake in over 400 degrees for 20 to 25 minutes. Flip meatballs and bake for another 20 to 25 minutes or more, depending on the size. Enjoy. That, my friends, could be food to last for a very long period of time. That is not bad at all. So that's a chance for me to catch up on a couple of stories. And, the, and on the other side of this break, I have some positives I want to share with you. And before I do that, let me kind of remind you a little bit of something, too. A lot of folks, I guess, have been seeing the negative side of the coronavirus story on television. You haven't heard a whole lot of positives. I'd like to believe that the reason why you haven't is because they left them for me. I'd like to believe that, but I don't think any of them know me that well anyway. But at any rate, on the other side of this break, I'm going to share with you some positives that you may not have been aware of according about the coronavirus. We'll be right back. Terry Runyon here from the New Directions podcast with a special message from In Kansas City Magazine about these times that we're living in right now. In Kansas City thrives because of our local content and most importantly our local advertisers, both online and in the magazine. In this time of uncertainty, please shop local, eat local, and do whatever you can to support local Kansas City businesses. Keep calm. Observe all preparedness advice and carry on. This is from the people who scratch the surface and show you things about Kansas City that you may not have known otherwise. In Kansas City Magazine. Joe Loria, who is now the weekday 
meteorologist for Fox 4, has a segment as a part of his weather forecast that's called What Your Weather App Won't Tell You. So, feeding off of that a little bit, I'm, as I have said all along and will continue to say, I'm going to take a positive look at the coronavirus. And I'm going to call this segment what the news outlets won't tell you. And it is about the coronavirus. I have two different things that I want to share with you at this point. Number one, as soon as I get it here, just a second. Number one, and this is from fox4kc.com. This is by the newsroom. The story was dated earlier this week. It was the second. Didn't remember the di- Today's the fourth, duh. Two days ago. 200,000 have recovered from the coronavirus. Four times the number of deaths worldwide. Let me share with you. A map from Johns Hopkins University shows that the number of people who've recovered from the coronavirus, has reached more than 200,000 cases worldwide as of earlier on April the 2nd. Let me say that again. The map shows that the number of people who've recovered from the coronavirus has reached more than 200,000 cases worldwide. That's more than four times the number of global deaths which is just over 50,000. The majority of the confirmed recovered cases come from, guess where, folks? China. Numbering more than 76,000. Spain, Germany, and Italy also report a large number of recovery cases. In the United States, however, the number of people who've recovered versus those who've died is a much closer number. As of Thursday afternoon, there were about 9,000 recoveries and about 5,600 deaths in the U.S. Numerous reports of deaths related to the coronavirus as well, as of those who have recovered, suggest people die much faster than they recover. Where the conditions of someone with the illness can worsen dramatically in just a few days, most cases last two to six weeks, long before someone is fully recovered. Although China at first reported a large number of deaths, their number of recoveries has largely outpaced their mortality rate as the number of reported cases has leveled off. The U.S.'s case rate skyrocketed in mid-March, which was at nearly half a month after the case rate started to really grow in Italy. But let me get back to the headline. 200,000 have recovered from the coronavirus. Four times the number of deaths worldwide. Ladies and gentlemen, that to me says there's hope here. And I am very glad to be able to say that. Now, I have one more story I want to share with you. I'm getting it up right now. This is from from Tennessee. A Tennessee six-year-old who has cystic fibrosis 
has beaten the coronavirus. I refuse to call it COVID-19. I'm calling it the coronavirus. A six-year-old, Dateline, Clarksville, Tennessee. A six-year-old with cystic fibrosis who tested positive for the coronavirus is spreading some hope as he announced he beat the virus. Joseph Bostain himself announced the happy news in a video posted to Facebook. Let me see if I can get Thank this Thank you up. for all the cards and, and the prayers and the gifts. And I'm a sister fibrosis warrior and I beat COVID-19. Thank you for all the cards and, and the prayers and the gifts. And I'm a sister fibrosis warrior and I beat COVID-19. That, my friends, is what you call good news. See if I can get... Yeah, we're back up. Um, when I show you those, I want us all to believe that there is hope. And when I say all of us, those of you that have seen me preach from time to time... I like spreading my hands around and bringing them back to me. It include when I do that, that means it includes me. Now here's the rest of the story. First of all, on our little boy, according to his mother, Sabrina Joseph was quarantined for two weeks at his Clarksville home after coming down with a fever and cough. He tested positive for the virus at Monroe Carroll Jr. Children's Hospital, and as you heard him say on the video a moment ago in the audio a moment ago. I'm a cystic fibrosis warrior and I beat COVID-19. That's the only time you'll hear me say that, by the way. Joseph said in a video his mom posted on Facebook. Sabrina documented the outpouring of support received from the community while Joseph was battling the virus. Do we have any others? We do not. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, the point is, there is hope as we do all the extra cleaning that we've needed to do and to try to work our way towards solving this little pandemic issue. It is my personal hope and prayer that somehow, some way, this will be done. I am hearing that it's going to take 12 to 18 months for a vaccine to come. But having said that, I have also heard of reports that there's a vaccine that's in the works. I think that people are working hard to try to solve this. But I have to admit and I could probably speak for a lot of folks when I say this, I'm not the most patient person in the world either. I am hoping that someday soon, this little thing will be solved. I want to share a song with you. Let me get the sheet out here. This is a song that really made me a Dirks Bentley fan before the song I normally use to get us out of here. Came along, and it's a song that I am really, I really enjoy. It's one of my favorites of his. Mm-hmm. 
I want to share this share this at this point with you. Hoping for better things to come as we make our way through this place that a lot of us are staying at quite a, quite a bit more often lately. The song the song is called Home. It starts to worry me Cause lose I don't want to lose The sight of who we are From the mountains high To the waves crash coast There's a way to find Better days I know It's been a feels like free although sometimes wings we don't get along same no we're not the same but that's what makes us strong it's been a long hard ride got a ways to go there's a way to find better days I been a long, hard ride, got a ways to go, but this is still the place that we all call home. to call him brave to chase that dream across the sea name names they sign their names for something they believe red how the blood ran red and we lay our dead in sacred ground just think 
wonder what they think if they could see us now. Been a long, hard ride, got a ways to go, but this is still the place that we all call home. It's been a long, hard ride, got a ways to go, this is still the place that we all call It's been a long ride, and the ride is still going on. We're still looking for the cure for this. It is not easy to find. A lot of people have taken a lot of ways to even pray it out, for that matter. Prayer chains for the Lord's Prayer have come up, too. I'd like to believe it's going to happen. And honestly, I believe it is. But I wish it would happen tomorrow. <laughs> it doesn't look like that's going to happen, so... Ladies and gentlemen, we wait. And we hope for better things. A look ahead to a special series here on the New Directions podcast, right after this. First of all, a reminder, we're now regularly on with the New Directions podcast, six days a week. Just didn't get it all organized this week, sorry about that. But as a part of the podcast next week, I invite you to join me most especially tomorrow, which is Palm Sunday, next Monday, Thursday, Good Friday, and Easter Sunday, April the 12th. When I was on Blog Talk Radio, I did a special series called The Road to Easter. A detail detail of this is listed in my book, Ramblings from the Radio. I'm going to bring this series to the podcast beginning tomorrow at 7 o'clock. And I invite you to join me here on Anchor.fm as we take the road from Palm Sunday's triumphant entry into Jerusalem through the Calvary crucifixion through the resurrection we're going to take the road deliberately on Palm Sunday Maundy Thursday Good Friday and the following Sunday April the 12th which is Easter I invite you to join me for all four of these along with my regular format next week here on the New Directions podcast Every one of us, I believe now, has been affected in some way, shape, or form by the coronavirus. And I have to admit, it has frustrated a lot of people. Truth be told, myself included. 
But I've been able to find these readings that really give us some hope for the future. Jimmy Thomas III, who has his own Royals page and I believe also contributes to mine, posted some words on the 2nd of April that I want to share with you. May we never again take for granted Friday nights with friends, birthday celebrations, the roar of a stadium, mornings at the gym, packed dance floors, coffee with a friend, crowded concerts, happy hours, and life itself. Eternal God, our Father, thank you for the wake-up call that it's becoming very, very clear that you're giving us. Thank you for helping us to really realize how important the little things very definitely are. Thank you for the readings that have been shared over the last few weeks. And may we, as we go through this pandemic, open our hearts and minds to whatever your message is. I'm believing more and more that you do have a message for each and every one of us. May it not be lost on anyone, most especially me. We know that you love us. We know that you care. And we pray, Lord, that a cure will be found for this virus sooner rather than later. May it be your will. To those that are suffering with this, prayers are way, way up. And we hope and pray for their speedy recovery very soon. Be with those suffering with that. Be with the families of those waiting to hear. And overall, Lord, be with all of us as we go through what has not been, I know, a very easy time. We ask your blessing on all of us. It's in your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I invite you to join me tomorrow night as we kick off the road to Easter. We that have gone to church on Palm Sunday and Easter Sunday, I guess, are going to have to look at some other ways of celebrating the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So I'm hoping that you join me for this upcoming time. It is going to be a chance to relive a story that I know that we know. And it's a story that we've heard before, but the more we look at this, the more we pick up from it. So join me tomorrow night, and it'll be also on Thursday, Friday, and the following Sunday, of course, which is Easter. Please join me for that. And join me every weekday, as always, for the New Directions podcast. That's going to wind things up for this edition of the show. Thank you for being with me, as always. 
We will see you on the podcast tomorrow evening. And until then, Dirk's Brothers Osborne, would you please get us out? Sometimes